Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your weekend wrap-up on the Break the Bell podcast. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. It is good to be here. It it's is. It's always good to be here. Yeah. Wrapping up an insane week. Yeah. Once again, the week just is always insane. Yes. Um, so much going on. So much that we're not even going to talk about today because we have an entire show tomorrow to talk about stuff. Yes. A live show. So... One of the main topics that we're not going to talk about is this whole um, big old like war g- going on in the Middle East again. Yeah, I mean, what right. every two years they have another. Yeah. <laughs> they blow up. Well, I, I, you know, it's Ramadan. You know, and mm-hmm. what's better in Ramadan than shooting off some missiles towards Israel? Yep. So that is going to be our topic of discussion tomorrow. So if you're like, oh my gosh, they're not covering on the weekend wrap up. They're not covering like this big giant battle that could potentially blow up into a major all-out war yeah um we are going to do that yes but we're just going to wait and do that tomorrow it's just too big for the weekend wrap yeah up. We, we can't cover all of yeah. that mess and just uh a little segment here yeah. so we're gonna save it so yes. look forward to that tomorrow we're gonna talk about palestine israel conflict and i think we're gonna kind of we're, we're gonna kind of debate it and see which yeah. side we we fought land on with it all because it's being debated it's being used as a political pawn right now. Like one side is claiming one thing. Like here in the U.S. is what I like. Democrats yeah. are mostly siding with Palestine. Republicans are obviously mostly siding with Israel, and yeah. uh, it's being used again as a political divide yeah. tool. Which I is mean, what we it, do. it has been since you know Old Testament. Mm. <laughs> but we we don't actually care. We just like to use it for our own political talking points. Yeah. So we're gonna get into that tomorrow, but. We have other stuff to cover this week. Before we do, we do got to mention our Coffee Fix of Freedom, which is the official coffee of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Run Your Mouth Coffee. They are a coffee company that delivers straight to your door as well as promote free speech, which is the main thing we do on this program is promote free speech. So we generally migrate or (laughs) like move towards companies that promote the same things that we do so um run your mouth coffee is founded by john odom out of the lines of liberty podcast and ben pangy of the homestead and homeschools podcast you can check out both their podcasts wherever you find podcasts or you can go to rymcoffee.com and tell them we sent you with the promo code break the bell all one word break the bell and you'll get 10 percent off your order and free shipping ship straight to your door fresh ground not ground fresh roasted i always get that wrong i you was do, gonna yeah. say you always want to go ground i always want to go brewed yeah. but i shifted away from brewed but i went with ground fresh roasted coffee beans straight to your door yes promo code break the bell do it support companies that support free speech as i always say if you like coffee as much as we like free speech go to rymcoffee.com and check them out that's it let's get into this bill let's do it what's going on with you anything Anything uh, special? Not, not really. No, no, no. How was your tequila night last night? It was, it was thorough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you recovered fully yet? I'm still working on All it. Right, good. I'm still working on it. Well, but uh, you know, it, it was going smooth, so it's it, like, why stop it? That was me. I was watching a late night Cardinals game. It started at nine ten in the evening on Friday night, and I yeah. had the bottle of Knob Creek bourbon that you got me for my birthday. Yes that hadn't even been cracked yet and that that shit was going really smooth i think it was yeah. like 12 30 at night i ended up like 
passing out in the middle of the baseball game. Yes. And the streaming service I use for this baseball game, apparently when the game's over, they just continue to stream it over yeah. and over and over. Because I w- woke up and somebody had hit a home run. I was like, oh, shit, I missed a home run. <laughs> and then I, I glance over, I'm like, it's light outside. <laughs> it's like, how fucking oh, long is this game? <laughs> so, no, I felt like shit the next day, though. But yeah, it, it was going down smooth. Yeah. And, so. you know, that it's just something you don't stop. You, yes. know, you let the flow just continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you don't interrupt the flow. No. When never. the flow is smooth. I mean, there are some days where it's just like this is not doing it. Yeah. But when it's flowing, man, just, yeah. just and, keep and it, it, it was it was the bottle of tequila that I had reserved for us. <laughs> but it was it was one of those nights where beer or rum was not going to cut it. It was, so. a, it was a tequila night. It was sure. a tequila night. So. I understand that. Yes. Friday was a bourbon night for yes. me. So if the bur- or if the alcohol is flowing, you keep it going. That's exactly. our new motto. I like it. <laughs> All right, let's get into the news. We do have quite a bit of stuff to cover. Um, some of it is like like further advancements in old stuff stuff that we've already covered. Like yeah. this first one is talking about the Colonial Pipeline, which yeah. we've mentioned a few few times right. with this stuff like if you haven't listened to some of our old episodes and have been living under a rock and don't know what the colonial pipeline is it's the pipeline that got hacked last right. week sometimes kind of runs the southeast of america yeah, it, i think it's it was like 40 percent of the yeah, gas for the southeast the coast yeah it was like yeah. the largest pipeline on that yeah. the coast so uh they got hacked and the whole thing they they said they shut it down right. just for preventative yeah, measures because it was the part that got hacked, I guess, was administrative programs, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to risk it running over to operations, so they shut down the operations side to keep it safe. Okay. Well, new updates of this, because uh, from what I understand, the, the pipeline's back up and running. Like, we saw pictures on uh, Facebook of, like, $9 <laughs> ga- gas prices or yeah. something like that, something yeah. crazy. And then I see other people that are just like, the gas is flowing again, guys. You can quit freaking out. It's like, but... Yeah, it never I mean, stopped here. Yeah, well, it didn't stop here, but I, I understand the freak out. Yeah. Right. I understand that mentality. Yes, yeah. people are doing stupid shit, which we didn't even cover the yeah, stupid shit right. going well, on. Well, because, yeah, you, you had sent some memes of, like, people using, like, what, like, 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 baskets. Yeah. Like, laundry baskets and, 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 like, um. Or, like, and boxes and totes. Garbage and, bags. Yeah, garbage bags. And, and I thought they were a joke until you posted, like, cars actually blowing yeah, up. Yeah, there was, like, two <laughs> different cars that blew up because they were putting gas in, un, like, stupid yeah. containers. One was involved in a car accident, and the car That's blew crazy. up because, because, um, of the gas in the garbage bags. I imagine bags. somebody, you know, they, they filled up those garbage bags in the back, and they decided to light up a cigarette. <laughs> oh, God. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> and that's why I, you remember we would go back to later last summer when mm-hmm. we were like, shit's going to hit the fan eventually. Yeah. And I still think shit will hit the fan yeah. eventually. And when it does, people are going to lose their goddamn minds. Oh, why yeah. do I say that? Because you see stupid shit like yeah. this when when gas starts to yeah. like get high priced and start there starts to be like gas shortages and, and things like that. People lose their yeah. fucking minds. I mean, minds. you thought the, the fights over toilet paper were ridiculous last mm-hmm. year. This is <laughs> this is almost worse. This is like worse than the the kids eating laundry pods la- right. like yeah, a right. couple years ago. It's <laughs> like common sense, people. Yeah. The only way humanity survives like a breakdown of society is common sense, yeah. and there is so <laughs> little of it. Yeah. When when you see things like things get a little bit tense, people lose their freaking minds, yeah. and that's the scarier part than the actual issue. Yeah. Right, and then t- you know, I, I had read on a couple survival type sites that uh, they recommend keeping 15 gallons of gas 
off to the side. Yeah. So it's something I, I've started doing, but, um, you know, I, and I just, I told my wife, I'm like, just keep a full tank for right now. You know, it's not yeah. a big deal. I mean, if you got a boat, just fill up your boat and then you got free yeah. gas storage right, right there. There you go. <laughs> so, um, the latest updates on this whole freaking colonial pipeline, besides the stupid people doing stupid shit, is apparently the colonial pipeline paid $5 million ransom uh, to, <laughs> and it says, and kept a vicious cycle turning because that's all it does. Ransomware, yeah. our office got hit with ransomware. Yeah. Like a month after I started right. working, and there. what was it like twenty five hundred dollars? I think was the yeah. what they were looking for, but in Bitcoin or whatever. Yeah, because we're uh, I mean we're small time, yeah. but yeah, right. it's always in Bitcoin because it's not traceable. But the problem with responding to ransomware like right. that is you. I mean you don't. First of all, there's no guarantee that they're going to right. <laughs> restore right. your service yeah. to right. you. We had to get all new, brand new computers yeah. and stuff. Yeah, we decided not to to pay the ransomware and just get all new computers and. Rebuild our software, which is easier for a small company like right. this. But Colonial Pipeline apparently thought yeah. it was better. I, I had heard um, that. I mean, it was man, like sixty-five percent of like small companies hit with ransomware don't recover. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. I'm trying to light myself on fire, apparently. <laughs> um, so this says that Colonial took the bait and decided to pay five million dollars, and in return is going to keep this vicious cycle going because right. that's what it does. It's yeah. not like they're going to be like, oh, this worked. We got our money. We're going to go right. away. No, they're going to be like, oh, yeah. this worked. Let's try it again. Right. Yeah, because they, although they restore the, the files, I'm sure they can put a back door in mm -hmm. there so they can get back in there whenever they want. Or <laughs> hack whatever or, like, find whatever information yeah. they want to on it. So this article says, um, nearly a week after a ransomware attack led Colonial Pipeline to halt fuel distribution... Um, on the uh, on the East Coast, reports emerged on Friday that the company paid a 75 Bitcoin ransom. And that's huge because Bitcoin's at like, I think, $25,000 or $20,000 or something like that. Worth as much as $5 million, depending on the time of payment, in an attempt to restore service more quickly. And while the company was able to restart operations Wednesday night, the decision to give in to the hackers' demands will only embolden other groups going forward. Yes, exactly. Yes. Real progress against ransomware epi epidemic, experts say, will require more companies to say no. But it's like, what do you do in this situation, though? Right. Yeah. When it's like such a vital yeah. <laughs> well, part of our society. Yeah. And, and they were saying that you know, it, there's not the damage is not going to be real bad unless they can't restore it by the end of the week. That kind of puts some pressure on you to restore it by the end right. of the week, don't you think? So, uh, yes. you know, it's one of those things where you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah, and it's just so much pressure on one business yeah. for such a s large portion of the United States. It's like maybe we should, like, break this down, like, break this up yeah. a little bit, not just have everything controlled by one right. broad-stroke company. Yeah. It says not to say that doing so is easy. The FBI and other law enforcement groups have long discouraged ransomware victims from paying digital extortion fees. Easy for them to say. Yeah, no shit. But in practice, many organizations resort to paying. They either don't have the backups and other infrastructure necessary to recover otherwise, can't or don't want to take the time to recover on, the own, on their own, or decide that it's cheaper to just quietly pay the ransom and move on. Ransomware groups increasingly vet their victims' financials before springing their traps, allowing them to set the highest possible price that their victims can still potentially afford. That's interesting because, yeah. like you said, our our companies was 
a much lower price. Right. Yeah. They they couldn't come at our company and be like, hey, we want seventy f- or like seven million dollars right. or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. <laughs> good, good luck with that. Yeah. Um, so they're going to. It says they they vet the companies yeah. so they know how much well they can actually still right. afford but still have yeah. to hurt a little bit. Wonder if they try to go with like um you know like ten percent of the the company's like yearly profits or something like oh. that. It says in the case of the Colonial Pipeline, the Dark Side Ransomware Group attacked the company's business network rather than the more sensitive operational technology networks that control the pipeline. But Colonial took down its OT network which is what you had said, just in case, um, as well an attempt to contain the damage, increasing the pressure to resolve the issue and resume the flow of fuel along the East Coast. Another potential factor in the decision, first reported by Zero Day, I don't know what that is, was that the company's billing system had been infected with ransomware, so it had no way to track fuel distribution and bill customers. Hmm. So there's another section there hit. Advocates of zero tolerance for uh, ransom payments hoped the Colonial Pipeline's proactive shutdown was a sign the company would refuse to pay. Reports Wednesday indicated the company had a plan to hold out, but numerous subsequent reports on Thursday led by Bloomberg confirmed that 75 Bitcoin ransom had been paid. Colonial Pipeline did not return a request for comment from Wired about the payments. They're probably pissed about it. Yeah. (laughs) It is still (laughs) unclear whether the company paid the ransom soon after the attack or days later as fuel prices rose and lines at gas stations grew. Says, I can't say I'm surprised, but it's certainly disappointing, says Brett Callow, Callow, a threat analysis at antivirus company Emsisoft. Unfortunately, it'll help keep the United States critical infrastructure providers in the crosshairs. If a sector proves to be pro- profitable, they'll keep on hitting it. And there you go. Uh, more incentive to go with Biden's infrastructure bill. Yeah, yeah. And we had talked about that. It's like yeah. how much of this may could possibly be intentional yeah. or not. It's it comes back to what we always say. It's like I'm not saying yeah. that this happened, but right. there's a good chance it happened yeah. this it way. <laughs> the timing is, is convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Right at the time that he's trying to push this bill, mm-hmm. um, let's expose the uh, <laughs> the the flaws in our infrastructure right. and how easy it would be for hackers to get in. So we got that. What do you think? You think they should have paid it? You think they should have held off? How much more I, I, would have people lost their damn minds? Right. Uh, again, I think they 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 were in this situation. I don't think they had a choice. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, things would have continued to get worse if they didn't do anything to re- rebuild completely rebuild that kind of database with customers and stuff. I mean, we know, you know, it took our company, you know, I think three months to rebuild that database. It's very small. Right. Small very small. Whereas database. this, you have, you know, millions of customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't I don't think they had a choice. And I again I gu- I doubt the FBI was helpful in any way. Mm-mm. You know, other than like, well, we recommend you not paying it. Yeah, it's like, what do you do then? Right. Like, <laughs> what what is the solution then? Yeah. If you recommend us not pay this, how yeah. do we get our services back on quickly? Yeah. Without people losing their goddamn money. And, and unfortunately, and, and it's a- again with our company, it's not something that you you set the backups for. It's not something that you 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 know put the in place deterrence until it happens yeah right that that's a big thing is there's <laughs> there needs to be more proactivity right yeah it's like the situation with the texas power grid going down it's like right. there are things they could have done to be yeah. proactive at this but they did not foresee yeah. a freaking whole week of 20 degree yeah. 
And, and I mean, temperature. You know, it'd be nice to think that okay, since this has happened, they're going to put those those plans into place now. Yeah, you would think, but right. it's all about the bottom dollar. Well, and, it is. And <laughs> unfortunately, people should realize, hey, you're going to actually save money in the long run mm-hmm. if you do move well, forward with and this. It's, but I mean, it's like with Cedar Rapids with the, all the floods we had mm-hmm. since 2008. They still don't have the levees built that they were supposed to build. No. You know, and so it's like, it's like how much. How much shit you got to go through before you right. decide this is worth it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, and the the problem is, it's not just the companies affected; it's all the people down the pipe too. Right. Yeah, right. Figuratively but and literally yeah, down exactly. the pipe. <laughs> 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 so, moving on. Speaking of misused funds, Ugh. this so one kind of pisses me this off. This one pisses me off a lot. You remember? You remember a few months ago, a bunch of COVID money was given out mm-hmm. for COVID relief. You remember that? Yeah. Like this, like trillions of dollars of COVID relief yeah. stuff? Yeah. Well, apparently, you can, like, government agencies can divert that money. So the Senate can vote to use funds for <laughs> COVID relief, and then government agencies can choose, you know what, we're not going to use this for COVID yeah. relief. We're going to actually use it over here. Kind of like Social Security. We, right. ta- we yeah. use that classic a example yeah. a lot. And there was actually, there was something uh, in Iowa, the governor had diverted uh, COVID funds to something. Um, I don't remember what it was, but she took a lot of heat because she ended up putting that into like updating like uh, the computer systems of the oh, government wow. there or wow. something. And she took all kinds of heat for oh, that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure she did. When something is earmarked for X, right, and you move it to Y, right. people have problems with it, that. Especially a catastrophe like yeah. COVID, where you know millions of people are dying, and that's the sole reason people voted on this yeah. was under the guise of, "Hey, people are dying. We need, or people are starving, or people are losing right. their jobs. We need to give this money here." Apparently, the HHS or Health and Human Service Department diverted two billion dollars from COVID nineteen relief. To cover cost of housing thousands of child migrants. Is that the at one the that border. the Muppets in charge of? I'm not sure. I don't remember. Okay. So this says the Biden administration health and human service department diverted more than two billion meant for COVID nineteen relief to the cost of caring for thousands of child migrants who have come across the southern border as the White House continues to struggle to get a border crisis under control. Again, that doesn't sound like a a bad thing. I'm not saying it's bad. Right. No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing either. But when it was voted on, like passed, this legislation was passed for COVID relief, it should also be legislated to divert those funds to other means. Right. Because this has nothing to do with COVID relief. Right. says the money... Um, comes from a fund meant to replenish the strategic national stockpile with personal protective and other medical equipment and from a pot intended to expand coronavirus testing. So this was specific money for PPE, for medical um, uh, personnel, and for uh, coronavirus testing. So that's what this money was. So can you you take from this that... You know that the the crisis is waning, and they don't think they need to do that anymore. So, well, I mean, we're gonna get into that because <laughs> no, I apparently know. it was a catastrophe six weeks ago, and now it's like, oh, everything's good. Right. Yeah. So may, maybe you're right, but still, that money was not right. meant to go there. Well, and you know, I, I we'd have to look into it, but you know, how many hospitals have been ravaged? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, how many. St- Stockpile hospital stockpile. I mean, we heard about sto- hospitals going bankrupt and closing mm-hmm. down because of the lack of of you know 
equipment equipment and, and the lack of medical um, business that they were doing outside of COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It says the Department of Health and Human Service has diver- – we already said this <laughs> – diverted the $2 billion meant for other health initiatives towards covering the cost of caring for unaccompanied immigrant children as the Biden administration grapples with a record influx of migrants at the southern border. The redirected funds include $850 million that Congress originally allocated to rebuild the nation's strategic national stockpile, or the, uh, the PPE stockpile, the emergency medical reserve strained by the COVID-19 response. Another $850 million is being taken from a pot intended to expand coronavirus. They're really repetitive. They really are. The Biden administration praised itself last week for shifting tens of thousands of unaccompanied child, child migrants out of Customs and Border Protection custody but largely failed to acknowledge that only a few hundred of those children were reunited with family members and guardians in the united states but they're out of cages most of the twenty thousand child migrants simply shifted to health and human service custody meaning that the biden administration is still housing tens of thousands of migrant kids in some cases with little oversight that's scary says the associated press reported last week that thousands of children from toddlers to teens I mean, they're just covering all the stuff that we already know, that 17,000 children are still in mass shelters. Mm -hmm. But it says the $2.13 billion that the Biden administration redirected from COVID-19 relief exceeds the government's annual budget for the unaccompanied children program in each of the last two fiscal years. And it's far above the regular or the roughly half billion dollars that the Trump administration shifted in 2018 towards sheltering a migrant child population that had swelled as a result of its strict immigration policies. At the same time, it is di- diverting funds from the Strategic National Stockpile, again, <laughs> the third time they're they, saying They really this. need an abbreviation for that. Yes. <laughs> um, it says HHS Secretary Xavier Becerra has been petitioning Congress for an additional $905 million for the SNS or the sta- stockpile <laughs> on the theory that the COVID-19 pandemic could spike again so yeah. the hhs secretary is petitioning for more money yeah, for they the take stockpile. the money they put it towards the migrant kids and then they go back and be like can we have more money yes. because uh we're gonna we might need that in case uh you know covid picks back up says the biden administration has not asked congress to provide any emergency funding for the child migrant crisis likely because the white house has tried to remain mum on the issue so this is bullshit the yeah. hhs is diverting that money towards from the stockpile yeah. of PPE towards migrant children, they're not asking specifically yeah. for money for the migrant children crisis because they don't want it to appear to right. be as right. bad as well, it is. And they they didn't even get clearance from Congress to yeah. do it. They just decided on their own to do it, and now they're looking for more money for that stockpile that they yeah. took money from. <laughs> right. That that's <laughs> that's government business at its best, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's how they work. <laughs> so, if you wonder why we're always pissed off about these. Stimulus yeah. bills. It's not because we hate people getting money when they're in need. Yeah. It's because of the inefficiency of the government, right. the, the little shady yeah. shifting around. And I'm not saying that the migrant no, crisis is yeah. a shady thing itself. No. And again, with the kids, uh, you know, we want kids to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want them caged up on the border, starving, you know, looking all sad mm-hmm. to Sarah McLaughlin's song. <laughs> <laughs> but we also want government accountability and responsibility. And clearly all this is is them trying to 
save face for Biden yeah. in this whole crisis right. and not have to say that it's a crisis. Because if he has to come out and um, ask Congress to to provide emergency funding, then he would then be yeah. Remember, admitting he, that it's a crisis. He got slapped on the wrist for saying the words mm-hmm. crisis on accident. So if he has to come out and ask for emergency funding, then it becomes a crisis. Yeah. But instead, they're just going to shift things around here, yeah. ask for more COVID money because COVID is the the freaking right never-ending milking cow yeah exactly we can just keep suckling at that forever because oh we need more money we don't have ppe well we gave you money for ppe but you're spending it in the wrong places so they spend it said they took i think 850 million out of that ppe fund and are asking for 905 million so it's like they're trying to just replenish what they took out of it it's bullshit it is bullshit so i i mean that's that's the problem with uh, big big uh, yeah. government. Right, right. And I, I see a lot more of this coming down the pipe. It's probably happening a lot more than it's being reported. Oh, I'm this, sure. This one they actually got caught on. Yeah, I'm right. sure so much yeah. COVID funding is just getting shifted around to other oh, yeah. <laughs> places. Because who's going to say no to COVID funding, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. That's what I said. It's like the milking cow that we don't ask yeah. questions to. It's like you know when Bush went before Congress because he wanted to send troops into Afghanistan— he got basically a blank check because yeah. nobody wants another 911. And so right. they say, go for it, man. Do whatever you want to do. And here we are, still there. Well, <laughs> well, the the HHS specifically said, they're like, um, what did they say? The pandemic could spike again. That's why they're asking for right. more money. So It's, it's always going to be that possibility. It, that it, can, it could. Yeah. So we might as well just throw more money in it. Yeah. COVID is now up there with the boogeyman, like mm-hmm. climate change. And yep. it's always going to be like, oh, well, you know, it could spike at any time. I mean, conditions are ripe. We need to we need to get more <laughs> money going here. Yep. We got to keep the flow, the influx coming in. So you had mentioned that uh, you wonder if they're, they're suggesting that there's a wind down right. on COVID. Well, the CDC shifted again on their policies. We talked about it, what, two weeks ago when they said that we can start unmasking outdoors if we get right. vaccinated yeah, we, now. Yeah, we looked at like, that little chart, you know. And we're like, wait, what? Yeah. People are masking outdoors? <laughs> right, exactly. That's a thing. Oh. Oh. Well, they've changed it again. Okay. They've moved the line again. Um, it says, following the science, the CDC shifts from impending doom to you're free in six weeks. Mm. So let, let's get into this one. This is from Zero Hedge. It's one of my favorite news sources because they... Yeah, I've kind of liked it lately, too. Yeah, they kind of side more with the things we side with. It says, at the end of March, amid absolutely no signs of trouble whatsoever in the, da- the data, and after the establishment exoriated ex- <laughs> the Neanderthal thinking of several red states for pre- prematurely and recklessly lifting their COVID restrictions, freshly appointed... CDC Director Rochelle Walensky went off script. Though one watches her eyes, it appears she is very much reading a script. <laughs> so she went off script while reading to the script. read the script. To warn the public of her impending doom following a very modest rise in COVID cases and hospitalizations. Now there's a video. I'm not going to play it, though. That's good. Says Fauci doubled down in the doom finger pointing. He said, I think the reason we're seeing this plateauing and increase that I hope doesn't turn into a surge is because we are really doing things prematurely right now <laughs> with regard to opening up. So six w- less than six weeks ago, doom, doom and gloom. Like things are so bad. Why are you lifting restrictions yeah. right now? 
says, at the time we pointed out that Walensky's level of fear-mongering is disgusting and disingenuous, and the American people are growing more and more insensitive to such evocations. <clears throat> now, just six weeks later, as all the doomsaying, fear-mongering, panic-inducing doublespeak was proven completely misplaced, and amid political pressure from even the lefti leftist of leftists, that's, that's hard to say, the leftist of leftists, uh, to do something, the masks are off and freedom for the vaccinated is offered back to we the people. Just two weeks after announcing a mask revision on April 27th to allow people who are fully vaccinated to do most things outdoors with some precautions, again, amid political pressure from an increasingly confused American public, the CDC announced it revised its mask guidance again, now enabling those who are fully vaccinated to forego wearing masks both indoors and outdoors. So did they have to make a whole new graphic? I, I think so. I, I how <laughs> hard did they... Imagine that guy that came up with that graphic. I was just about to say. And then yeah. two weeks later, he's like, son of a yeah, bitch. We, we need you to make some revisions. We made some notes. It's like, oh, motherfucker. God damn it. <laughs> make up your mind. No shit. Says anyone who is fully vaccinated can participate in indoor and outdoor activities, large or small, without wearing a mask or physically distancing. This is completely different yeah. from what that graphic yeah. said because before it was outdoors in small groups, but indoors you should still wear a mask and yeah. still socially distance. Now it's anyone who's vaccinated can do anything yeah. as close as they want without any mask if they want. <laughs> what are they basing this science on? Yeah, I, I don't know. Because it's they go from one thing to the next. I know. You, they can't possibly be researching uh, this. No, and they, they always say, oh, well, we're following the science. Yeah, it's like, what science? science? How, how much does the science change? Exactly. Holy shit. Yeah, because it changes a lot week to week. Based on the continuing downward trajectory of cases, the scientific data on the performance of our vaccines and our understanding of how the virus spreads – the, that moment has come for those who are fully vaccinated, she continued. The what's she expecting? Oh. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Walensky, or whatever her name is. Uh, the message from the CDC could not have changed more drastically in this brief 45-day period. It hasn't. Well, yeah, it has been, because six weeks ago it was doom and gloom. Two weeks ago it was outdoors no mask but indoors you better still wear them yeah. and now it's just like do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> we don't know yeah and if the goal of the big lie of impending doom was to encourage scared americans to get vaccinated or die <laughs> once again the science and the data shows it didn't work either as daily vaccination rates have basically trended lower since walensky scaremongering <laughs> As Stephen Miller notes, Fauci said on Mother's Day one week ago that the country would not be close to back to normal until a year from now. I remember that we yeah, talked about we that, did. Yeah. including masks. And today he told CBS Face the Nation on Sunday that the accumulation of all those scientific facts, information, and evidence brought the CDC to make that decision to say, now when you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. Mm. Not only outdoors, but you don't need to wear it indoors. So one week ago, one freaking week ago, we're going to be wearing masks for at least another year, yeah. folks. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, the data just came in. Yeah. You guys can take off masks yeah. now. And <laughs> do you think it's still just another carrot they're dangling to the people yes. to get vaccinated? It's oh, like, it look, is. look, again. You, you should all the, the free stuff I see coming up for people that are vaccinated is ridiculous. Ohio. I read Ohio had announced, or at least part of Ohio had announced, that kids 12 to 18 
who got vaccinated would be entered into a drawing yeah. to get four years of free college. Yeah. yeah. And 18 and older were entered into a drawing to get like a million dollars or yeah. something ridiculous. I, I saw the NFL is offering a, a drawing for Super Bowl tickets if you are vaccinated. It's like. Yeah, yeah, it's cr crazy. This says, Walensky assured the country, we followed the science here. <laughs> and then it says, the political science? Yeah, right. <laughs> that's all this is. It's just it a is. political freaking, it it's a mind fuck yeah. is what that, it is. Like you said, dangling the carrot. I mean, what, what was that meeting you pa posted uh, or you sent this week with Biden saying uh, um, the rule is simple. Wear a mask or get vaccinated. Yeah. Or something like that. Or get vaccinated or wear a mask. Yeah. I think, yeah, we made a mention that last week. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you, you should see the pushback I've seen on Facebook oh, of that. Yeah. I, I was pissed when you sent it yeah. to me. I was like, uh, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was like, um, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just uh, the audacity that they have to make these claims and say it's in the name of science yeah. and that they're following the science. Yeah. And yet they just change it yeah. on a whim. Oh, yeah. The science is constantly changing. And they're always like, well, you got to follow the science. you got to follow the science. Well, what science are you talking about? Let me let me see some stats. Let me right. show me the, the science. Well, it would be different if it was like April last year. We're like, oh, this is blah, blah, blah. And then like six months later, it's like, oh, thing, it didn't trend the way we thought it was going to. So right. we're going to change yeah. things. And then six months later. But a week? What has fucking changed right. in from last Sunday? Yeah. Pushback to today. That's it. Pushback. Yeah. One week, yeah. but they're still claiming it's the science. Oh, the oh, science yeah. came out just this week. This just in. The science yeah. says you can take off your mask. Like how how much has declined yeah. in one week? Right. And, and and how do you get the studies to show that? Right. Yeah. It, it blows uh, my freaking. I've mind. seen uh, several countries have now opened up for for um, uh, tourism now, like Greece. Uh, Portugal, um, they're now opening up, allowing people to come into back into the country. Is it with pa uh, vaccines though? It didn't say. It just said they're opening. They're opening up to um, people now. And interesting. I saw that uh, some some countries have said that uh, you know there's just no way around it. We're going to need to do push a vaccine to let you in. Yeah, so. I'm I'm pretty sure I had seen that Rand Paul had has been attacking Fauci yeah. hardcore, calling for his yeah. resignation for. Like his, his mishandling of this, for his misleading yeah. of this, and oh, it was because of the whole um, the stuff we talked about last week of it coming out that his organization worked. Oh, with right, the, yeah. the Wuhan, yeah. the Wuhan uh, labs, and and all the money mm -hmm. that transferred. He was basically saying that um, he grossly mishandled this and um, mis misled us and what was actually going on, yeah. and he. I'll have to look for that video. Yeah. That would be interesting because I um I had seen so like. The the libertarians, the right, they've been praising Rand Paul for going after. And but I saw, you know, our favorite person, Rachel Maddow, MSNBC, saying, look, it's just making Paul look ignorant. It's making him look dumb. Keep going after Fauci like this. He needs to just back off. And is and Rachel Maddow not the biggest robot you've ever oh, seen? Oh, she is. She is. Oh, God. I she can't. even has a robot haircut. Yeah. And a robot voice. Like as yeah. soon as her voice, you just played a video and as yeah. soon as she started talking i was like oh, i know God. you're like <laughs> you like walked out of the room <laughs> it's like i can't i can't do this you watch the video and just give me the recap <laughs> so fauci might be i what and that could be why he's like loosening up on things that too because be. people he, he's getting a lot of pressure on him yeah. they're coming after him and he's like whoa whoa everybody i was just kidding i'm, yeah, I'm yeah. opening up psych <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's like oh oh that's not so bad then yeah 
So let's move on because there's another big wig out there that is that people are coming after that I would have never Me expected. Yeah. And if you've heard more of my c- conspiracy rants on other shows or even some somewhat on here, I have always said when the elite of the elite, when they all of a sudden like crash hard, it's because it's not because they've been doing great or hiding things for all these years and all of a sudden something came out in the open. Oops, accidentally. Mm-hmm. No, it's because they've been protected all these years and then suddenly they do something that they get pushed out from the umbrella of protection and everybody comes down on they're almost like this the sacrificial lamb yeah. for, for the elites. Like um that's what I, I, I thought of Harvey Weinstein or like Bill Cosby or, right. or those types. It's just like yeah. If this has been going on for all these years, you, you can't tell me nobody knew about this. Right. They've obviously been being protected from this for right. how long? Yeah. Why now? Like, yeah. why now mm-hmm. are they being pushed out of this and people, they're being allowed for the vultures yeah. to come take them down? Yeah. Even like news sources you wouldn't even think would mm-hmm. report on stuff like this are like yeah. doing hit posts. Yeah. And this one is Bill Gates and his divorce. And we talked about his divorce a little bit i think last week or the week before it's they're coming after him oh they are yeah it's crazy this article and like i said um uh news sites that you want to think would come after somebody like this this is from the new york times wow says long before his divorce bill gates had a reputation of questionable behavior Hmm. did he though why didn't we hear about this if he has a reputation again it's that protection it's that umbrella protection that the elites get put under yeah and then if they cross the wrong person they're booted well i mean trump was under it yeah you know Uh, yeah until he turned republican and ran president right you know (laughs) um look at I think Epstein was under yeah, it. Yeah, Epstein was under it for a while, and then all of a sudden, yeah, because he was protected. Uh, who was that lawyer? Uh, um, Dershowitz. Well, yeah, Dershowitz. You know, he, he made deals with the uh, Florida AG to keep him protected, yep. and then all of a sudden it's like, bam, he's out there. Mm-hmm. So this says, this from New York Times, it says, long before his divorce, Bill Gates had a reputation of questionable behavior. It says, Melinda French Gates, so she's going by her maiden name now, it sounds like. Uh, voice concerns about her husband's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein and a harassment claim against his money manager. Wow. Says, by the time Melinda French Gates, so <laughs> they're, they're, really they're really separating her from yeah, him. Yeah, it's kind of like Hillary Rodham Clinton <laughs> during the whole Monica <laughs> yeah, Lewinsky thing. Right. She went hardcore with the Hillary Rodham Clinton yeah. for a while, and then when she ran for president the second time, yeah. it was back to Hillary Clinton once everybody forgot about how much of a yeah. douchebag her husband was. Right. Says, by the time Melinda French Gates decided to end her 27-year marriage, her husband was known globally as a software pioneer, a billionaire, and a leading philanthropist. It's a good time to divorce somebody. Yeah. (laughs) But in some circles, Bill Gates has also developed a reputation for questionable conduct in work-related settings. Again, never heard of this. Yeah. That is attracting new scrutiny among the breakup of one of the world's richest, most powerful couples. In 2018, Miss French Gates, Ms. French Gates, wasn't satisfied, so she's not even Mrs. now. She's a no. Ms. French Gates. Yeah. Wasn't satisfied with her husband's handling of previously undisclosed sexual harassment claim against his longtime money manager, according to two people familiar with the matter. After Mr. Gates moved to settle the matter confidentially, Miss French Gates insisted on outside investigation. So, wow, she went after him back then. Yeah. So his money manager was accused of sexual harassment. Bill Gates... 
settled it confidentially. His <laughs> wife was like, no, I don't like this. So yeah. she uh, pushed for outside investigation. Hmm. The money manager, Michael Larson, remains in his job. So he still works for Interesting. Bill Gates. On at least two occasions, Mr. Gates pursued women who worked for him at Microsoft and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, according to people with direct knowledge of his overtures. In meetings at the foundation, he was at times dismissive towards his wife. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> who cares? It's a power couple. They're always exactly. dismissive towards the cup to, to each other. And then there was Jeffrey Epstein, whom Mr. Gates got to know beginning in 2011, three years after Epstein, who faced accusation of sex trafficking girls, pled guilty to soliciting prostitution from a minor. So this is after his first accusation okay. in trial. Miss French Gates had expressed discomfort with her husband spending time with the sex offender, but Mr. Gates continued doing so according to people who were at or briefed on gatherings with the two men. So in October 2019, when the relationship between Mr. Gates and Epstein burst into public view, Miss French Gates was unhappy. She hired divorce lawyers back in 2019, hmm. um, setting in motion a process that culminated this month with the announcement that their marriage was ending. It says it's not clear how much Ms. French Gates knew about the husband's behavior or what to what degree it contributed to their split. The announcement of their divorce has brought attention to the marriage whose dissolution um, has large social and financial implications. No shit. Multiple people said that their marriage during their marriage, Mr. Gates engaged in work related behavior that they said was inappropriate for a person at the helm of a major publicly traded company and one of the world's most influential philanthropies. So work-related work behavior problems. Mm -hmm. Bridget Arnold, spokeswoman for Mr. Gates, disputed the characterization of his conduct in the couple's divorce. She says, It's extremely disappointing that there have been so many untruths published about the cause, the circumstances, and the timeline of Ga Bill Gates' divorce. Your characterization of his meeting with Epstein and others about philanthropy is inaccurate, including who participated. Similarly, any claim that Gates spoke of his marriage or Melinda in a disparaging manner is false. The claim of mistreatment of employees is also false. The rumors and speculation surrounding Gates' divorce are becoming increasingly absurd, which is true. It All of a sudden, it's just yeah, like right, insane, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And it's unfortunate that people who have little to no knowledge of the situation are being characterized as sources. Gates and Miss French Gates met at work. He was technically her boss. He ran Microsoft, and she began working there in 87 as a product manager the year after she graduated college. I did not know that. Me neither. Okay. I think it's just going to give. It says 2006, um, he attended a presentation by a female Microsoft employee, Mr. Gates, who at the time was the company's chairman, chairman, left the meeting and immediately emailed the woman to ask her out to dinner, according to two people familiar with the exchange. If this makes you uncomfortable, pretend it never happened, Mr. Gates wrote in an email. Weird. According to a person who read it to the New York Times. If you got to say that yeah, right. <laughs> in yeah. the email. If this is weird, you probably shouldn't have sent it. If this is weird, if you got to say, preface, if this yeah. is weird, then it's probably weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The woman who was indeed uncomfortable, the two people said, she decided to pretend it never happened. <laughs> well, that's what he said. He told her to do it, so she did it. A year or two later, Gates was on a trip to New York on behalf of the Gates Foundation. He was traveling with a woman who worked for the foundation. Standing with her at a cocktail party, Mr. Gates lowered his voice and said, 
I want to see you. Will you have dinner with me? <laughs> I mean, this sounds like the most innocent. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. <laughs> most innocent, like, stalking <laughs> that you could possibly yeah, do. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. It's like, um, it reminds me of uh, Ron Burgundy. I want to be on you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be on you. <laughs> just so awkward. And, yeah. like, I don't know. It's just weird. But it says, the woman who spoke on the condition of anonymity uh, because she didn't want the public attention associated with describing an unwanted advance, said she felt uncomfortable but laughed to avoid responding. Again, it's nothing horrible that's going on. Right. But the fact that all this stuff is coming out. Yeah. And, and I mean, the biggest part of it is, you know, he's married. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and he's her boss. Yeah. Right? Right. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it's but, appropriate. But apparently he married a woman that was under him. Yes. So that so was That raises okay. questions there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean that's just shows pattern of behavior. Right. Right? And so the 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 dickish thing dickish thing he did was he's married mm-hmm. and he's doing this. Yeah, and It's I, not like he's saying, "So if you want a promotion, you'll come back to my hotel no, room." You no. Know? I think it's more bizarre that the stuff's coming out against right. him than that's the, the stu- fact exactly. that uh Somebody with that much power, right. like, hit on a woman. Right. So that for, you know, since what they, they go back to, like, 95 that they're talking about, mm-hmm. that this stuff has been happening. Yeah, they're they're digging up really old shit. Yeah. So the fact that all this is coming to light just now yeah. tells me he's on that his he way fucked out. up and yeah. he's on his way out. Yeah. And this next article is even more bizarre to me because this might raise some... Mm-hmm. <laughs> more qu- either more questions or more answers as what's say, going on. Right. So this one again is from Zero Hedge, uh, but it says Bill Gates is urged to provide Epstein evidence to the Ghislaine, the Ghislaine Maxwell investigators. So it sounds like he's getting pressure hmm. to come forward with information that he has about Epstein in Maxwell's trial. So maybe somebody got to him. Well, yeah, and maybe that's why all this stuff is coming out against him now. Yeah. Maybe there's somebody's more trying to bring him down. Yeah, and it's just like they're they're getting pressure from one side yeah. that's saying, "Look, if you don't want this to happen, um, work with us, right. so we can yeah, like make that make makes, this go that makes total sense Maxwell thing go away." So this one says, "I'm not going to read this whole article, but it says Bill Gates is being urged to come forward with evidence about his former pedo pal Je- Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein." I I don't know if I'd ever want to be referred to as having a pedo pal. After their years-long relationship continued after Epstein was a known pedophile and has been cited by anonymous sources as a key factor in the Melinda Gates' decision to divorce him, which she began pursuing in 2019 after the Gates' relationship with Epstein came under the spotlight. So she didn't (laughs) move forward to divorce him until it came to the spotlight because he started befriending yeah. him back in 2011 right. but not until 2019 when it came out yeah. then she's like I can't you know handle I, this. I'm 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 done I can't do this says attorney Spencer Coven who represents nine Epstein accusers told the son that Gates should step up and volunteer any information on Epstein and his associates that might help in the ongoing investigation into Maxwell Epstein's m- madam so it doesn't sound like he's so necessarily like under investigation, right. but the he's, the he's being urged. They're like, you know, something we we want you to come yeah, forward. Please come forward. And his wife is like, um, you know, she was she she didn't want to say anything with all the improprieties of him going after work people, but this is one step too far. <laughs> yeah, at least the fact that it's public that right. tarnishes she, her she reputation. She doesn't. She knows he's going to end up hanging in a cell somewhere. She doesn't want to be hanging next to him. Yes. <laughs> so she wants to distance from him as quick as possible. 
says, why are you taking business meetings with a person like that? I question anyone's moral character who chooses to take business meetings with someone who's exhibited that kind of behavior and admitted to that type of behavior. With Bill Gates, his wealth and investigatory powers, I find it incredibly hard to believe that he would not have known the full extent of the allegations that have been brought against Epstein here for that. Remember, there's an ongoing investigation regarding Ghislaine Maxwell. He continued. This is the lawyer for the, the victims. Okay. So if Mr. Gates has informed or has information that could assist in that investigation, I would say he should step forward. So it sounds like he's begging for it, but I wonder, again, how much pressure is being put on him in this situation um, with everything else that's going on. So, I mean, it's not like they're like, he's being brought in to be questioned. No, they are saying, if you got information, let us know. You're bumping shoulders with somebody. Why are you bumping shoulders with somebody? And it's almost... It almost could sound like a threat. It's like, you know, somebody with your your reputation, you know, if you know something, you should do something. So, yeah, I I don't know. Do you think it goes anywhere? I do. I do. I think this is, uh, I I think this is, I mean, the end of of Bill Gates. It's interesting because this is at a time when Bill Gates is at his most I was going to say he has his hands in so many things, agriculture, nuclear power, um, you know, it just uh, makes you wonder, like, okay, is he not playing ball with somebody? Do you step I mean, on somebody's toes right. in those positions? Yeah, somebody exactly. with maybe union leaders, right. somebody politically, yeah. somebody even higher than that that we yeah. don't even know exists. Right. There's <laughs> definitely something behind the scenes that we're not seeing that's mm-hmm. causing this all to start happening like this. And we probably won't ever see what it is no. because we don't see the above levels, right. like the people that just kicked Harvey Weinstein out from under, mm-hmm. or the Bill Cosby's out from right. under, because, I mean, they're pawns, is what they are. Bill yeah. Gates is less of a pawn, in my yeah, opinion. Well, I mean, at least he has seemed like that. Maybe he's not. Right. So, so it, it's crazy, because he was like the lord and savior of COVID, right. second to Dr. Fauci right. a few months ago. Yeah. yeah, and again, he had his, his fingers in all kinds of things that seemed like something big was going down the pipe, yeah. you know, with agriculture, with, with you know, Nuclear things you would not associate with Bill Gates, mm-hmm. you know the solar solar power collector, you yeah, know that right. they're talking about. I mean, just all these things, and you and I were just like, you know, okay, you know what what the fuck's going on here? And now all of a sudden, he seems like he's, he's on his way out. Maybe Trump is in the background draining the swamp as we speak <laughs> from his secret location. Yeah, you uh, know yes. people are saying that. Uh, you, you know, know it's yeah. happening. <laughs> It's like this is it. This is it. It's gonna, he's coming for for all the elites. Yep. He's coming. He's draining yeah. the swamp. Yeah, you know what's happening. Yes, so you're right. So we're getting close to being out of time. I had one more story to talk about. I thought was interesting. Speaking of being like kicked out of your position for <laughs> the wrong things, this is right. like the other side of it, though. Yeah. Which we haven't heard too much about, like the space force itself. No. And as much it as does. It, not as much as you would hope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not doing nearly as cool a shit yeah, as you would, uh, right. that we know of. Maybe yeah. it is, and we don't I know. Don't know. It. I, I watched Aliens yesterday, and I was thinking, you know, this is what Space Force should be like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it makes you wonder if the Space Force would wasn't just another like money laundering. Oh yeah, thing for the government. Right. Apparently, the Space Force commander was fired after comments he made on a conservative podcast last week, which I did. I don't even know who the Space Force commander is, but apparently it was a lieutenant colonel, which hmm. isn't very high in the ranks. No, I mean, lieutenant c- colonel is high, but yeah. for the commander of Space Force. Space Force. Right. Yeah. 
So it says a Space Force lieutenant colonel has been removed from his command after... So it doesn't sound like he was the commander. No, he was just a maybe a command of a unit. Man, all this like Pride Week stuff popping up yes. all over the place. Um, so a Space Force lieutenant colonel has been removed from his command after appearing on a conservative podcast criticizing the United States military. Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lomare, Lumiere, is that, that that's off Beauty and the Beast, isn't it? Lumiere? <laughs> it is. Joined the Steve Gruber Show to discuss his new book, Irresistible Revolution, Marxism's Goal of Conquest and Unmasking of the American Military. That's a long title. Wow. And wait, okay. So <laughs> he's gotten money to write this book. Mm-hmm. He's going he's pushing this book on a, a radio circuit. And and nobody saw the title of the book and thought maybe he shouldn't go out and talk about yeah. this. Yeah. They wait until after he talks about it, and then they're like, you know what? Um, yeah, to make a big public statement out of it. Yeah, it, that's like, exactly it. It, it. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I, this, again, it, obviously, if he's writing a book about it, his his views are not unknown. A secret, to yeah, right. <laughs> it's not, so nothing is. He's not. He's not hiding these sentiments yeah. about the military. <laughs> Says the book alleges that Marxist ideology, are, uh, ideologies are becoming widespread within the armed forces. He expounded on those concerns in the podcast. I'm sure he expounded on them in the book too. <laughs> <laughs> Since taking command as commander, as a commander, about ten months ago, do you have to say that you're taking command as a commander? Because I don't think that's really terminology. Isn't it like one like? Yeah, the same one and the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're taking you, command, then you're, you're the commander. A commander. <laughs> About ten months ago, I saw what I considered fundamentally incompatible and in competing narratives of what America was, and is, and should be. That wasn't just prolific in social media or throughout the country during the past year, but it was spreading throughout the United States military, and I recognized those narratives as being Marxist in nature. When pressed on what exactly he meant. Lomere described the New York Times 1619 Project as historical look at how slavery formed America's institutions as anti-American. So this is CNN reporting on this, so obviously right. they're going to be pro-1619 yeah. Project. Yes. It teaches intensive teaching. <laughs> God, he is a bad public no speaker. Doubt. It teaches intensive teaching <laughs> that I heard at my base, that at the time the country ratified the United States Constitution, it codified white supremacy as the law of the land. If you want to disagree with that, then you start being labeled all manner of things, including racist. It's funny because he's saying these things. If you want to disagree with what's happening, then you get all this stuff. <laughs> and, and then, then he gets, he gets canned. <laughs> I know. They're just proving his point. Yeah, right. Lomier did not immediately respond to CNN's request for comment. Lieutenant, Lieutenant General Stephen Whiting, Space Operations Command Commander. <laughs> Good Lord. What the hell? I think... Trump must have written these ranks. <laughs> well, he made the Space Force. He's he the bigly the sp- commander. <laughs> Lieutenant General Stephen Whiting, Space Operation Command Commander, <laughs> relieved Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lomiere of command of the 11th Space Warning Squadron, Buckley Air Force Base, Colorado, May 14th, due to loss of trust and confidence in his ability to lead. Hmm. Wow, that is bold. Is. This decision was based on public comments made by Lieutenant Colonel Lomier in a recent podcast. Lieutenant General Whiting has initiated a command-directed investigation on whether those comments con- constituted prohibited partisan political activity. Again, he wrote a fucking book. Right, yeah. Exactly. His partisan political activity isn't a secret. Yeah. And <laughs> since when can 
the military not express their political views. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was in the military. I was never told you can't express your political views. Well, I, I mean, I was told you can't you can't slam the president. Yeah, you, you know. can't slam the president. I mean, it's kind of slamming the military, but yeah. he wasn't but though. Not he was really. just saying, just saying, hey, I've noticed some Marxist tendencies in the military. Yeah. Some some it's contrary changes, to yeah. you know, and talking about critical race theory, which should actually have nothing to do with military. Right. So it says, another defense official said the investigation would also look at all elements of rules and policy by which the book was published. So now they're going back and being like, maybe we should take a look at this yeah. book. And, and they're probably going to come out and be like, you know, from now on, you, you can't write a book. <laughs> well, it says it's not clear whether he consulted his chain of command before publishing. A blurb about the book on Amazon described it as a timely and bold contribution from an active-duty Space Force lieutenant colonel who sees the impact of new Marxist agenda at the ground level within our armed forces. Again, it's a scary spot when you can't call out right. bullshit when you see bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's seen bullshit. He's calling it out, and they're saying, uh, thanks, but we're no longer going to need you. We, we don't think you're a good leader. What would be really shitty f of him would be to re retract everything he said to keep his high position or I, get, I don't get think honorably so discharged or if whatever. If you had written a book, is there any better press for a conservative right sure, now than right. getting kicked out of the – your command post, your commanding command post. Shit, he'll probably get a show on on Fox. On, no, on Ben Shapiro. Oh, probably, he probably, <laughs> yeah, he probably will. Every it, conservative that's yeah. been fired in the last year got a yeah. show on Ben Shapiro. <laughs> this book's going to be a bestseller, and he's going to get his own show. Yeah, and so he, he doesn't need the military anymore. I mean, they're just padding Ben Shapiro's um, <laughs> yeah. panel of right. television shows. Yeah, he, he's taking on everybody who's been. Yeah, canceled. He took on Candace Owen. He took yeah. on um, yeah, um, uh, 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 Carano. Gino Carano. Yeah, conservative Republican Representative Matt Gates of Florida tweeted Sunday that he would be seeking action on this in the Armed Service Committee. Wait, who's Matt Gates? He's representative of Florida. Gotcha. Conservative Republican of Florida. Oh, so he's trying to defend the guy. Yeah, he's seeking action on this in the Armed Service Committee. Through <laughs> though he did not specify what that action would I can be. See. <laughs> The lieutenant colonel being like, no, 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 no. 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 Okay, look, no. I can either go Ben Shapiro or be part of Space Force. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let me go. Just yeah. let me go. Yes. <laughs> lieutenant Colonel Lomier is a patriot telling the truth about um, the attempted wokeification of our military. Wow, did Gates just make up a word? So. Wokeification? Yes. His demotion is clearly retaliatory, and I agree. I, I agree it's retaliatory. Yeah. Um, I, I I mean, there are, like I said, there are certain things you probably shouldn't say in uniform. Right. But I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe he was on his way out anyway. He's one of those guys that couldn't get promoted. Uh, it's probably. And it. he wanted to make yeah. a big uh, exit. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So. And, and that's why he wrote the book, knowing that, look, this is going to get me out. Yeah. So, I mean... There's only so much, you know, after a while in Space Force, you get a little bored with the lightsaber training <laughs> and people opening the doors going, shh, it's like, shh. Yep. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's like, do it I was funny. The sounds? It was on. funny two years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every every outside event he goes to, they're like, hey, are you still doing that in Space Force? How's Luke Skywalker doing? <laughs> yeah, right. you, you blew up the Death Star yet? <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's like, i got to get out of this shit. I'm going to write a book. <laughs> so, I mean, I haven't been in the military in six years. This was at the beginning of wokeism, I guess, maybe. Yeah. 
but I didn't see a ton of it. Yeah. I think the majority of what I saw was mostly conservative view in the military. Yeah. And I I had I had just heard about, you know, just how you know, just um I guess you know, from from my dad and some of the mm -hmm. other guys, you know, like kind of the wussification of training. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I definitely so. saw that too. Just the generation of when I went through basic training to like maybe like a year or two later mm -hmm. it was just like what the who who are these people and i wasn't yeah. like didn't get my ass kicked or anything there was a lot of restrictions drill yeah. instructors could do but just seeing the people come in after it's just like what the hell is going on right. yeah <laughs> so, yeah um and it gets really political the higher up you get oh, that, yeah. that's why yeah. i got out was i didn't want to deal with the politics of it right. like the kissing ass yeah and all that stuff and this guy clearly isn't kissing ass so right. um he's yeah. on his way out the door yeah so I, I just find it ironic that he's calling out this whole if if you bring up things that you disagree yeah, with, right, then you get punished basically yeah. or um right. I was gonna say ex executed, not executed, but <laughs> excommunicated. Like excommunicated, there you go. Yeah. And then that's exactly yeah. what they did. They're like right. Oh, he's full of shit. We're going to excommunicate him for it. Yeah. It's like, wait, wait a second, you just proved his point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're yeah. just fueling the fire. Yeah. Yeah. And you're fueling Ben Shapiro's fire. <laughs> <laughs> so that's about all the time we have. We're sitting right at the hour. So there's a lot of shit going on. Again, yeah. we still got to cover the stuff, the tension in the Middle East, because yeah. it is blowing up yeah. literally and figuratively right now. So we are going to talk a lot about that tomorrow in our live stream event. Every Monday night we live stream at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Don't miss it. Make sure you call in. Give us your comments and all that fun, happy bullshit um, because we want to hear from you because that's what keeps this going mm -hmm. is is you you people. Yes. You people keep us going. You people. So, yes, not not you people, but you people. Yeah. So make sure you tune in for that and participate. The comment section is always open on the video. Yeah. So we, we love to see comments. We love to see feedback from you guys. Yep. You know, we love to hear from you. You know, we want to know where you're sitting. Absolutely. Share this all over social media. We are all over everywhere that we can think of. Um, I'm sure there's more that we need to get part yeah. of, but I can only stretch myself so thin. <laughs> yes, you're and only one person. Yes. And I don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. So share it all around social media, especially if you know what you're doing on social media. Share it around so we can get our name out there. Yeah. We can get the word out there because all we want to do is stand up for free speech and Absolutely. your freedoms and your liberties and yeah. all the and bullshit we, we in between. Wanna, and we want to make you aware of, of what's out there, what's going on, the trends, yep. you know, putting the pieces together for yep. you so you can do the research with maybe a leg up yep. and see what's going on. Yep. So check us out tomorrow for that live stream. Otherwise, just enjoy the rest of this Sunday, what yeah. what's left of it, and yeah. we'll, we'll see you next time. Peace. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Goulash Media. On the run with Remzo W. Martinez podcast and Van Zot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time and let us continue to invade your ear holes and as always, never stop talking. <laughs>